R is for reflect. Now let's reflect on today's scripture from the book of Matthew, chapter 7, verses 7 through 11. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Hey everybody, uh, here, there, everywhere, and uh, I want to welcome you, whether you are, would you count yourself firmly in the camp of Jesus, or whether you're just sort of here checking it all out. I just want to welcome you, and I'm glad you're here today. Uh, right now, as uh, Jen said earlier, we're in this series uh, called The Prayer Course, and uh, so I believe God wants us to be praying, and uh, I, I think today... We need to pray for Ukraine. So we're going to use a prayer that I've adapted from uh, Pete Gregg, and um, it'll be on the screen. I'm going to say the words in white, and then we'll all say together the portions in yellow. And it includes the, this historic Latin phrase, Kyrie eleison, which means, Lord, have mercy. And then we'll end by praying the, the Lord's Prayer together. So let's pray. Father God, King of all nations, we cry out to you for the people of Ukraine. We ask you to, restore, to rescue those who are vulnerable from the hands of their enemies, that they may live without fear before you all their days. Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Jesus, Lord of lords and Prince of peace, we cry out to you urgently to write a different story for Ukraine. Thwart the dark machinations of evil men. Give wisdom beyond human wisdom to peacemakers seeking a just and less violent way. Give leaders wisdom from above. Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, Grant us peace. Holy Spirit, bless the church in Ukraine. Give our brothers and sisters in that nation courage in this crisis, that they may proclaim the good news of your kingdom, bind up broken hearts, and bring comfort to all who mourn. 
Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, grant us peace. You, Lord, make wars cease to the ends of the earth. And so we ask you to save the lives of many people in Ukraine. Make a peace that is strong and not weak. De-escalate this crisis. You, Lord, are our rock, our fortress, and our deliverer. Our hope is in you. Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy upon us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. A couple of years ago, uh, one evening, Trisha and I were down at the old market, and somebody approached us and asked if we would sign a petition. Has that ever happened to you? People ask you to sign a petition? Um, today, we're using the word petition, but in a different way. Uh, a, a noun, a petition, is something they hand you, they want you to sign, but the verb petition means simply to ask, to make a request. And that's how we're going to use it in terms of prayer. Petition is asking God to help us. And intercession is asking God then to help others. And so today we're going to talk about petition. Next Sunday we'll look at uh, intercession, both forms of asking. And, of course, this all fits into our, our P-R-A-Y outline, an outline for personal prayer time as well as what we're doing in worship today. Pause and be still in God's presence. Rejoice with a psalm and reflect on a scripture. Ask God for what we need, both petition and intercession, and then yield to God's will, come what may. Now, personally, although I think it makes a whole lot of difference how you divide it, but personally, I would in include my praying for my immediate family as part of petition. Because my wife, Trisha, and I are, are part of the same household. And even though our kids, they don't live with us anymore, I still consider them part of our household. And I pray for them every day as if they were under our roof. And so now I want to introduce to you today the heart of today's message about petition. Here it is. We ask because God loves to hear from us and provide for us. What do you think? Do you believe that? Will you say it with me? We ask because God loves to hear from us and provide for us. Now, I know some people don't do this, but I pray for myself every day, and I hope you do. Now, why would, why would I pray for myself every day? 
because I'm desperate. Yeah, I, I desperately need what only God can give. I need the Lord's help every day. I am lost without him. And that's why most mornings, uh, part of my prayer time, I spend by kind of walking through the day in front of me. You know, the conversations that, I've, that I know that I'm going to have and the meetings that are coming up that day and the preparation time that I've got to get ready for other things. And I ask God to help me. I ask him to be at work in all of the things that I know are going to happen and the things that I don't know that are going to happen. And, and even then, you know, later on after supper, I'm driving maybe to an evening meeting or an appointment back at the church building, and, and I might pray again, you know, and ask God, okay, <laughs> I, I need you to get in my head, Lord, and get my head in the right place to, and let me be guided by the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know I have seen that make such a difference. We ask because God loves to hear from us and provide for us. I'd like to bring up my friend James, uh, James Momanyi. And a lot of you may remember James uh, because some Sundays he's out at the east entrance uh, opening the door for you, right? Yes, sir. And with a big smile, as you always do. And uh, so, James, one of the things I've learned about you over the last few years since you've been coming here is that you are a praying man. Yes, Steve. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I've been aware of a little bit of some of the things going on for you the last few months. Um, what have you been praying about recently? Um, my main petition has been for God to provide me more job opportunities. Right. Um, it's been kind of slow during the winter months. Um, I get busy during summer. I stay in decks, do power washing. Right. Um, but Those right, things slow down in, when it gets this cold, doesn't it? Yeah. Everything yeah. freezes and, you know. Yeah. So I've been asking for more opportunities, um, something to keep me busy so I don't have to think about my problems. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a specific way, though, that that prayer was answered here about a month ago. Yeah, it's exactly a month ago when I was thinking and trying to decide what I should do. Um, you know, with the pandemic, um, we were kind of separated from friends, family, and um, I was thinking about leaving Nebraska or probably going back home to Kenya. Oh, wow. And uh, before that, um, you sent me a text, and I didn't know what was, what was going on, but then when I met you, you were offering me a job opportunity, and I was so uh, shocked, you know. Yeah. I was so happy. You were surprised, weren't you? I was really you surprised. You know, and I got to tell you from my end, uh, when Alan Nelson told me we had this position open again, I, I, my mind is caught. It was planted in my brain. James, <laughs> so uh, tell, them what, tell them what you're doing. Yes, yeah, so I am the evening custodian for CDC. The Love, the love and Learn Daycare and Preschool. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. At first I thought it was Center for Disease Control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we kind of we shy away from that language now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. 
I help with uh, making sure the place looks uh, clean, you know, take out the trash, yeah. you know, mop. And you also secure the building those five nights a week, too, which we really appreciate. So, yeah, I do that. Now, um, you know, you talked about the whole the pandemic and how it affected things, but what other, what's some other important need that you have prayed about that you brought to God? Yeah, so when I'm not working, when I'm just um, not doing anything, I get depressed. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about a lot of things. You know, I have issues. I have, um, I have some medical needs that I keep thinking about every day, and I'm, you know, ask God to help me in the decision-making mm -hmm. and to help my stress levels, you know, right. to be at the lowest level. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think a lot of us pray about those kind of things, you know, and ask God for them. Who, where did you learn to ask God for the things that you need? How did you learn that? I learned this from friends, family members. Um, I was raised Catholic. Um, we never had prayer oh. sessions. Uh, we will just go to church, and after that, we will just go home. You know, we will just, we never had, I re, we never had a, a single prayer, like a family meeting. Okay. So I learned this from uh, this lady. Her name is Miss Judy, and um, she's a real... Like here in Omaha? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, she's been here once. Okay. And um, her way of prayer is simple. She just asks for what she needs. If she don't have food, she's not going to ask for a red Ferrari, you know. She's right. going to ask for that specific uh, need. So she introduced me to prayer, and um, I loved sitting and listening to her because she will, you know, she will prepare a lot of food, mm -hmm. and we will, you know, share with, you know, her family members what's going on, what do we need, right? you know. So she's... The main, I mean, she's the person that I, you know, give credit to. Yeah, you see her and you just, you see her sincere prayers and her trust in God and, and, and God answers those yeah. prayers so many times. Yeah, she gave me her life uh, history. She was raised, um, I mean, she did a lot of things, but she was like, you know, it doesn't matter how you begin, it's the end. Yeah. So if you've made a lot of... Uh, mistakes from the beginning, you still have a chance to redeem yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I also know that you're a dad. And, um, and you know, part of being a parent is, is praying for your kids. So True. tell me, what do you pray for them? Um, I have two children. One is uh, 18 years old. 18. Yeah, I'm 40 years old. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you're wondering. Yeah, so... He just completed high school, and I've been praying. Uh, he's trying to enroll in college, so I pray that he can get that acceptance letter. Mm -hmm. um, I have a four-year-old daughter. Her name is Emilia. She lives in Nebraska. And I pray that they will grow to serve the Lord. You know, we have a lot of uh, things, you know, inside the church, outside the church, and um, I would like them to help the underprivileged. 
Yeah. You to know? help people. Yeah. Yeah. That is my prayer. That's a great prayer. prayer. Yep. Yeah. James, thanks so much for You're welcome. T- sharing that with us today. Yeah, Appreciate it. All right. Um, let's open our Bibles to this passage that uh, Marilyn read for us. Matthew 7, we're going to look at the first couple verses uh, of that passage, page 971, Pew Bible. Um, now, this is part of the Sermon on the Mount, which is chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Matthew. And, and of course, Jesus has a lot to say about prayer, uh, both in that, uh, those chapters and also uh, the rest of the Gospels. In chapter 6, he gives us this model for prayer, right? We just prayed it a little bit ago. And it includes several petitions. Give us, forgive us, lead us, deliver us. Remember those? And then in chapter 7, he teaches us to be bold with our requests. In verse 7, there he says the same thing in three different ways. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. A-S-K, ask, seek, knock. Now, is Jesus telling us that we're going to receive everything we ask for? I don't think so. Now, Jesus is teaching in the style of Jewish wisdom uh, teachers. So he's not concerned with the exceptions. I mean, yeah, there are going to be some, but that's not his point. So, you know, if if you ask God for that bright red Ferrari, you may not find one in your driveway tomorrow morning. And if you ask God for the Husker football team to win a a national championship next year, God's not making any promises. (laughs) But in the normal economy of prayer, we can expect that when we ask, we will receive something. Exactly what we ask for, who knows? But we will be receivers. Something will happen because we prayed. I also agree with uh, Anglican Bishop uh, uh, William Temple from a century ago. He said, when I pray, coincidences happen. When I stop praying, the coincidences stop happening. It's also interesting, the verb tense that Jesus uses here in in verse 7, ask, seek, and knock, they all point to ongoing action, right? Uh, The New Living Translation brings this out. It translates it, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. So Jesus here in other places, he's teaching us to be persistent in our prayers. Now, I've heard people say that You know, prayer doesn't change things. It just changes us. And I want to say, well, I think you might want to talk with Jesus about that. Uh, I think you'll find that it's both. Uh, We prayed for Ukraine today because we believe that in some mysterious way that we cannot measure, God works through our prayers. Now, the question is, does it matter really matter to God what we pray for? James 4, verse 3 explains it this way. To some people, he said, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. 
So if you're asking for that bright red Ferrari, God may not feel obliged to provide it. Sometimes I think we have to let God show us, what do I need to pray for? Guide me here, Lord. Show me. What do I need to pray for? But what about conveniences? Do you pray for things to be convenient? You know, for example, should I ask for a good parking spot? You may be surprised how much this question has been debated through the years. Should I pray for a good parking spot? Now, personally, I find it highly rewarding when I find that premier parking place. You know, when I get that one that's right in front of the main entrance, oh, man, it makes me feel a little happier the whole day long. Now, other times... I will intentionally park farther away and walk. I figure, yeah, I could use the steps, and my car is less likely to get dinged out there. But if I'm running late or my knee is sore or it's pouring rain, would I ask for a closer spot? Yeah, maybe. And if I find one, I'm going to say, thank you, Lord. And if I don't, that's okay, too. But I do not worry that I'm distracting God from more important matters. God can handle it. In Matthew 7, verse 8, Jesus reiterates the rewards of those who keep asking and seeking and knocking. He says, for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. The one who knocks, the door will be opened. I remember several years ago, one day, Trish and I were... Uh, part of a group of about 10 of kind of college and seminary friends uh, getting back together. And we were in Lexington, Kentucky. And we were looking, we'd been together part of the day. We were looking for a place to eat. And we, we checked with this pizza joint across the street, but they had an hour wait. And while everyone in our group was discussing options about where to go, I kind of slipped off and went to the inside of that restaurant and because I saw that one of their large outdoor picnic tables uh, at the pizza joint was, was empty. The others were full, but that one was empty, and it was big enough for all of us. So I, I went in, and I spoke to the hostess. And she said, yes, there will be an hour wait. And then I told her that, that, well, there's one of these tables outside that was empty, and they're not seating anybody at it, and it would be just the right size for a group. And she looked up at me and said, just take it. So I grabbed some menus, and I claimed the table, and I waved to our group to come on over. Yeah, I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> but I tried to be humble. My point, though, is that it wouldn't have happened if I had not asked, right? Specifically asked for that table. And when Jesus is telling us to ask and seek and knock, I think he's encouraging us to be specific. Go ahead. You're not going to be right every time. That's okay. But be specific. If you need a tooth pulled and you can't afford to get it done, then ask God to provide the money or a less expensive dentist. If you're looking for someone to marry, ask God to bring somebody into your life. Ask him where you should be looking. Ask God for the wisdom to know who you should not be marrying. If you need a better job, ask God and start asking your friends if they have any ideas. 
If you need patience to deal with a difficult person, ask for it. This might just be the opportunity God is looking for to make you a more patient person. We ask because God loves to hear from us and provide for us. In uh, Pete Gregg's book, How to Pray, A Simple Guide for Normal People, he tells about George Mueller. George Mueller was a pastor and philanthropist in England in the 1800s. Uh, during his lifetime, he had a ministry with orphans, and, and throughout his entire lifetime, he cared for more than 10,000 orphans. Amazing. And sometimes he prayed very specifically, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Greg writes, on one occasion, he stood before 300 hungry orphans gathered for breakfast, knowing that there was no food in the kitchen. And at grace, he said, thanking God for the, f he thanked God in faith for the food, Lord, that you are going to give us to eat. Suddenly, there was a banging at the door, and the local baker entered with three huge trays of bread, explaining that he'd been up since two in the morning baking for them. And then the milkman appeared next, uh, announcing that his cart had broken down outside, and he wondered if, if they could use a fresh load of milk. And then Greg concludes, he says, hundreds of children got their daily bread that morning, washed down with creamy milk. It was a breakfast they would surely remember for the rest of their lives whenever they prayed the Lord's Prayer. I also like what Grieg adds a few pages later. He says, George Mueller certainly saw extraordinary answers to prayer, but he also endured hardship. Many of his prayers were not answered dramatically. Others weren't answered seemingly at all. Mueller was a man of faith, but he was also a man of faithfulness who endured discouragement and refused to stop asking. And so we ask, and we keep on asking, because we believe that God loves to hear from us, and God loves to provide for us. Today here uh, at the end of the message, we're going to take a couple of minutes to pray silently, and I would invite you to really lean into the A for ask. Ask God for whatever is on your heart. You know, if you ask for the wrong thing, don't worry about it. God can sort that out, but he's looking forward to hearing from you. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kneel on the front step while, during this time, and any of you others who want to come and Make that your prayer spot. Feel free to, to come forward and kneel as well.
One of the things that we do during February every year is uh, give out these Connecting Hearts cards. And each card has a name of a child or student in our church that uh, if you take a card, you would be saying, yeah, I'll pray for this, this uh, kid all through the, for the next 12 months until next February. And um, so uh, today during this closing song, the ushers are going to hand them out and uh, pass them down the rows. Some of you have already taken them before, so thank you. And if you didn't get a chance to, maybe you haven't been here before, you weren't sure you wanted to, now if you'd like to, you may. Uh, but we would love to have somebody praying for each of these kids uh, throughout the year. So let's stand as we sing.